This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, November 6th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. As the GOP prepares for its time in the wilderness after a strong rejection at the polls, will the party return with a clearly articulated vision of limited government and respect for individual liberty? David Bowes, Executive Vice President of the Cato Institute, comments. The big picture for McCain was that it's extremely difficult for any party to win three consecutive terms in the White House. It's really difficult if the incumbent is at 25% approval, and it's incredibly difficult if there's an economic crisis going on. So McCain really faced this perfect storm, and there wasn't much he could have done. I think the main headline ought to be voters rejected President Bush and the Republicans who had delivered big government conservatism. If this is a rejection of Bush, was it an embrace of anything? Well, the, the left absolutely wants to say that. I've been getting emails today from left liberal groups saying, broad embrace of progressive agenda, sweeping victory for change and the Obama agenda. And that's obviously something we're going to argue about, but I don't think that can be proven. I think what we know is that people didn't like Bush, they didn't like what the Republicans had delivered, they wanted change, there's an economic crisis going on and the Republicans are in power. I mean, the Democrats actually control Congress, but understandably people look at the president and they look at 12 years of Republican Congress and they say, that's what we're turning out. So I don't think it's at all obvious. In fact, there have been polls this year, there, there are polls regularly on whether you prefer smaller government to larger government and whether you, uh, uh, whether you think government is trying to do too many things that should be left to individuals and businesses or government should do more to solve our country's problems. And those polls haven't changed a lot from two years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago. They still say, in most cases, a significant majority say they want smaller government with fewer services rather than larger government with more services. They want the government to be doing less, not to be doing more. And they're even saying that this fall, during the economic crisis, and as the polls turn more and more toward Obama and the Democrats. Is there any evidence from the state level? Well, what we mostly know from the state level, obviously, is that, well, Two things. First, we know it's really hard to defeat congressional incumbents. They gerrymander themselves. They have franking privileges. They have all sorts of support. In fact, you can look at several places where there was a very tight congressional race two years ago and the incumbent just waltzes to re-election. Um, it's really powerful to be an incumbent. The second thing is, given that, People were really mad at the Republicans, and for a second consecutive election, Republicans suffered double-digit losses, and that's very unusual. So yeah, people, people wanted to get rid of the Republicans. People don't say why they're voting, and the exit polls don't do a very good job of getting at it. They say, was the economy important to you? Was Iraq important to you? They don't give us the kind of information that we might like to have. Was it big government conservatism or small government conservatism you thought you were rejecting? But I think we can definitely say, sure, there are a lot of people who vote Democratic who apparently like big government in the economic sphere. There are also a lot of people who vote Democratic who don't like Republican big government in the personal sphere. They don't like the attacks on gays and on immigrants. They don't like the restrictions on stem cell research. They don't like the Patriot Act and all that kind of stuff. But there are a lot who do like big government. Among the swing voters, though, 
The ones who voted Republican in 94 and 2000 and 2004, a lot of those people switched in 2006 and 2008, and we do have some evidence that a significant number of them lean in a libertarian direction and are presumably upset with the Republicans for the war, the culture war, and the overspending. For the Republicans that will be spending some time in the wilderness, uh, evaluate the, the the potential new face of the GOP. I mean, uh, libertarians obviously uh, shudder at the thought that the new face of the GOP is going to be Mike Huckabee. Well, that's right. I don't think I don't think Huckabee is right there. There's certainly an argument that Republicans always nominate the next guy in line or the guy who ran second the last time, and that would imply Mitt Romney. I don't think Mitt Romney has the stature that the previous guy who lost last time have had, so I'm not sure that's true. The Republican Party has several factions. It has a religious right faction that is merging into a populist anti-immigrant faction. That's going to be a part of it. Uh, There are some moderate voters who kind of don't like free markets that much. There are some, um, well, there are some national greatness neoconservatives, but there's actually only about 10 of them. Their power is exaggerated because they all have columns in the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Wall Street Journal. There's a sort of big business faction um, that cares about economics and maybe national security and wishes social issues would go away. And then I think there is a libertarian faction, and the problem is the libertarian faction has no leadership. There's, There's no obvious leader who will either contend for president or contend for leadership of the congressional party or whatever. And that's one of the reasons I think that libertarians underperform in these party maneuverings because they don't have much leadership. And one reason for that may be libertarians don't like politics that much. For lovers of liberty, what do you uh, foresee for the next two years? Well, I think there is a distinct possibility that Barack Obama will govern in such a way that he will not satisfy the angry left, and so he'll he'll get flack, and, and that will disrupt his base. He can't possibly govern well enough to please the people who get a thrill up their leg when he speaks. That's going to wear off. And he nevertheless will probably govern to the left of the median voter. So I think there's a real possibility of another 1994. And, and it could be, and, and this could actually be bad, it could be that a victory in 2010 will simply fall into the Republicans' lap. They won't have to do anything. The Obama coalition will not be successful. Country's facing real challenges. And he wants to spend a lot of money, but there's already a deficit that may approach a trillion dollars. Um, he's talked about screwing around with trade, but there are some grown-ups in the Democratic Party who will not want to do that. Um, He wants to move to national health insurance, but that's very expensive. And when you start explaining to people you won't be able to choose your doctor anymore, it gets less popular than it is on election day. So he's got a tough road ahead of him, and he could create another revulsion against the Democrats just like in 1994. But if you're correct and the revulsion against Democrats causes a repeat of 1994 uh, without too much Republican effort, there doesn't seem to be that much of a, there wouldn't seem to be that much of a push then to articulate a clear limited government philosophy. That is definitely a risk. And so it's up to those of us who do care about freedom and limited government to try to get out in front of the debates and the rethinking about the Republican Party and talk about 
a new narrative. We can't just keep talking about Reagan. Reagan was 28 years ago. It's got to be a narrative relevant to the 21st century, and it's got to be about progress and markets and globalization and social tolerance. Obama really appealed to a lot of people with all of this. We're not red states and blue states. We're the United States of America. And that doesn't necessarily come naturally to libertarians, but it is related to our theme of social tolerance, live and let live, federalism, where we let each state make its own rules to to a great extent. We've got to get out in front of that narrative and say, what we want to offer people is choice in their own lives. People want choice in every aspect of the economy. We've got to tell them they can have choice in the things government gives them too. They can have school choice and health care choice and choice about how to spend your own money and choice about how to make your own decisions about your personal life. That's the narrative that we need. And if we can do that and find people to run for office, not that here at a think tank I would encourage anybody to run for office, but... If the people who agree with this message find themselves running for office, being involved in politics, then I think a Republican victory in the face of Obama problems could actually mean something, could move us in the direction of another opportunity to relimit government. David Bowes is Executive Vice President of the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You can read up on the Obama agenda and what it might mean for you, your liberty, and your pocketbook at Cato.org.